0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 58 of the Half Price Concessions Podcast. This week, we're sitting down with four-time A Speedway light model champion, Dustin Rumley. Before we get to Dustin, I want to give a big thank you to everybody and anybody who's listening to this episode, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to a few episodes or if you're one of the diehards that's listened to every episode we've put out we really appreciate it hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're using to listen to this on and we want to give a big thank you as well to our partners who helped make this podcast possible our friends at North Carolina 811 our Performance Center Racing Warehouse uh, accelerated Graphics and Keith Montgomery at Montgomery Performance Consulting. We really appreciate all their support here in 2021. Dustin Rumley is in a pretty cool spot. He's a four-time A Speedway late model champion and to put that in context only two other drivers have won that many track championships in the premier division of racing at A Speedway. They include Barry Beggerly, who is a two-time national champion and Todd Massey who still racing today in the modifies, but Back in those late model days, Todd Massey, one of the best in the business to wheel a late model stock race car. And me and Dustin have a pretty similar background as far as our timeline at A Speedway. When Dustin won his first track championship in 2010, I was coming on board. I had come on board in 2010 as the Speedway's race announcer. We're pretty close in age. Dustin's a year younger than me, but it's been pretty cool to see how we've both kind of grown up and come along I got to call, I got to be the full-time announcer each year that Dustin won the first of his three track championships, and then last year, I was able to fill in the second half of the season when racing came back to a Speedway, and Dustin would secure his now fourth track championship, so pretty cool conversation, about 45 minutes or so. On the other side of these messages, we will talk to the four-time champ himself, the McLeansville Missile, Dustin Rumley, about racing, about life about his father, Mark Rumley, and uh, the influence that his racing career had on Dustin, where he went after 2014 and 2015, and his journey back to get back into a late model stock at the famous four tenths mile that we both call our home track. Dustin Rumley is on the other side of these messages. This episode of the Half Price Concessions podcast is brought to you with support from Performance Center Racing Warehouse. In addition to being the home of the PRW chassis, Performance Center offers in-house setups and consulting, plus suspension and chassis pull-down analysis, along with their fabrication shop that can reclip your race car with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Give Roger Johnson and the Performance Center team the chance to earn your racing business by calling them today at 704-838-1400 or visit them online at performancecenter.com that's P-E-R-F-O-R-M-A-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. When you're eating breakfast, you don't think twice about hitting an electric line in your cereal. If you're looking through your dresser, does damaging a fiber optic line cross your mind? Of course not, because those utilities are buried underground. So don't think twice about calling 811 before digging. 811 is a free service, takes as little as 5 minutes. Protects you and your neighborhood, and it's the law. So call or click 811 today. This safety message brought to you by North Carolina
1: 811. Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Keith Montgomery of Montgomery Performance Consulting, and I want to help speed up your racing program. Whether you're racing dirt, asphalt, or road course, put my years of experience to work for you. Our pull down services will help find where. You're giving up speed so you can unload faster and run up front. We also offer trackside consulting and data testing to help you find speed and balance. And with our central location in Burlington, North Carolina, you can come to us for discounted rates on pull down sessions. Call me today at 336-382-1835. Like us on Facebook at Montgomery Performance Consulting and let us help your racing program today.
0: The Half Price Concessions podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Accelerated Graphics. Whether you need a wrap for your race car, signs for your business, banners for your special occasion, decals, apparel, or anything else, you need to call Jason Turner at Accelerated Graphics. Call him at 336-266-5653. Visit him online at www.worth2tenths.com. You can also find him on Facebook by searching for Accelerated Graphics. Anything you need to give your racing career, your personal business, or anything you need a nice, clean, professional, exciting look, call Accelerated Graphics today. Here on the Half Price Concessions podcast, and we are with the Missile, Dustin Rumley.
1: Yes, sir.
0: And it was funny. I got to look, and I was I was doing the research, and I was looking at Track Champions at Ace. Mm-hmm. And now that you're. Four-time late model champion. Yes, sir. Barry Beggerly, Todd right. Massey, Dustin Rumley. Yes, that sir. Is, that's a that's a pretty good little Mount Rushmore of, of anybody is, in racing, much is. less
1: just a Speedway. No kidding. Um, anytime your name can be beside Barry Beggerly and Todd Massey, uh, makes you feel pretty good.
0: That's pretty wild. And over uh, just eleven years, you know, Barry. I know Barry won his first in '90 and then came mm-hmm. back, but I mean, you did it all in a, a fairly. Tight span there so I mean yeah and I even you didn't I fall off or nothing some, I mean, that's a good
1: thing I even took a few years off you know maybe it could even happen faster but you know late model racing takes so much time and effort and money you got to put your whole heart and soul into it and sometimes it has to get put to the back burner when you got more important things in life and you know that's what I did we started this business and it's took over and done really well and um, you know, for several years, we was getting it going, so I didn't have any time to race at all. So it's tough. It's tough.
0: Did you think you would be the guy that would be the multi-time track champ? Or, or did you kind of think you would be the guy that moved around? Like, what was – did you Did you even think this kind of stuff would happen for you when, you when you started racing at all?
1: No, you know, when you start racing, you're young. You just want to go out there and have fun and win. You don't think about – you just look up to those guys and say, wow, look what they've done. Um, you don't even think about it. You sure you think, yeah, it'd be cool to win a championship and win, win several like them. But, no, you don't really think about that. You know, a lot of people, you know, you'll set goals and, you know, start off your goal is just to win. Then you win a few and your goal is to win more. And then if you start winning a lot, well, your goal is to be consistent. Let's try to win a championship. You know, you just kind of just all falls into place if you work hard, you know.
0: Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild how that worked out just because I feel like because when you won your first, in 2010 was when I started working at Ace, but I remember mm-hmm. the couple of years before you were, I think you were in the 17 car. Yes. And you were still cutting your teeth and stuff. That's right. Okay. And it's it's kind of just funny how the timelines correlated. And you're, mm-hmm. we're pretty close in age. You're a little yep. younger and better looking than I am.
1: Well, it okay. depends on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but it was kind of wild out correlated because most of the guys that were in late models or modifieds were right. guys were old enough to be my dad or your right. dad. Right, So, I, did, I always did think that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it did. I always, you know, there was a couple of different announcers that were before you, and when you come along, I always, I thought I, just, I thought you were the, the best announcer by far. Because you know, you kind of we kind of related. It was like I said, same age, so I always enjoyed your announcing a lot better than the rest of them. Not taking nothing away from them. No.
0: <laughs> what was your first exposure of any kind? Racing was it? Was it watching your dad, or was yeah. it you trying to go do it yourself no, like
1: as a kid? No, no, watching, watching dad. He he done it, and then of course I wanted to do it, and then he started me out in go karts and legend cards Went from there. But yeah, that was the first exposure, dad doing it, and mm-hmm. being around Ace, growing up around Ace. Yeah.
0: What kind of? How much traveling did you do with the carton Did you did you kind of just go to one, or, or did we you kind of around? A,
1: we went around a little bit. Uh, we go to uh, Leesburg and Liberty you know, we stayed within an hour or so of home because it was on a Saturday. And if you ever been to any go-kart races, you know it's an all-day deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to spend hours going there and hours back when you're already there for 12 hours, it seems like. <laughs> so, yeah, we stayed around local best we could. And Dad always work been working a lot, so it's hard to just drop what we're doing. Hey, let's go race. Yeah. So it's uh, it's always been a lot of hard work in our family. We know, we know what work is. Yeah it's
0: pretty cool stuff it's it's always cool to hear from the go-kart stuff how many of those guys end up you end up running into later in life like I've heard guys talk about running you don't think about it at the time. like Oh, there's – I remember such and such. I ran with him in go-karts. Did, did yeah. you have any guys like that, that Yeah, kind of yeah. There was, a,
1: there was a couple. Like, yeah, some some guys would go on and they'd race bigger divisions like with, with me. And then some, you'd say, well, where'd that guy go? And you look, he's still running go-karts and he's really good. And he's winning, like, national and state stuff. And then, um, yeah, you do run the guys like that. And then, you know, my – I got a real good buddy, Lee Ball. You know, he ran go karts. He kind of, we kind of followed up together and limited, and then he ran a little late model. And then he, he didn't run near as much late model. He didn't have the opportunity to. So, and then you know, just several guys like that. And I can think of some. I can think of several other guys that uh, are still running go karts that I raced with. And some you just you don't know. You you wonder, wonder what happened to them. You don't see them. Don't know where they went. They disappeared.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, growing up, when you did. Like you said you're running carts and stuff but growing mm-hmm. up when you did your dad's running late models and mm-hmm. at the time i've said it i think i said it to robert turner when we when i interviewed him that that just seemed like a murderer's row of talent
1: yes in the 90s at
0: yes at Ace, orange county and stuff who yes. are who are some of the guys that you remember from back then that you were just like man that, that guy's good
1: well you always remember seeing uh you know robert was good in his time and you know he was always called him the king of the crates you know, they spent a lot of time and effort with those crate motors, getting that, you know, maximum RPM, getting the tuning right in the carburetors. Um, he was real good back in that time. Uh, Todd Massey, you know, obviously he was always good. Um, and of course, the GOAT, no, none other than Barry Barry <laughs> Whenever Barry, wherever he showed up, you know, you had to beat that black 82 and that continued on in my career when he come back too. <laughs> but yeah, and then, you know, Rodney, he had his his, his moments where he was, or he had his years, he was really good. Um, Rodney grew up, right, or he started racing right when those guys were really good, so he had to kind of cut his teeth with them. Um, and, uh, oh, well, let's see, who else? you know speedy he had a a couple good years where he was real real consistent um then you had them few guys that would just show up every now and then or run one season run pretty good i think what frank denny won one championship in what oh
0: yeah driving the tally car i think he was something like
1: that and then uh let's see who else am i leaving anybody else out i'm sure i am so many good good guys come through there
0: um, were you allowed to wear anybody's shirt but a Mark Rumley shirt? Yeah, would that didn't have care. been sacrosanct. Oh, they okay. I wouldn't know. I yeah, wouldn't I know. I wouldn't want to. I'll
1: tell you who else was always real good. He was smooth. It was Richard Bailey? You remember him? I do remember. Oh yeah, Richard car. Bailey. He was really good. Him and Dad were always—they talked. They were always pretty, pretty close. Um, but yeah, he was—he was good too. He went on and he ran a, a few truck races and stuff. I think. Um, but yeah, you know, just guys like that. Um, trying to thank some others um uh, i'm sure i'm leaving somebody else they ain't coming to mind that's, right now that's all right there was a lot to choose there was a lot to choose, <laughs> from lot to choose if,
0: from. If, if not for the vhs tapes we'd, we'd probably forget a lot more.
1: exactly exactly yeah there's a bunch of those tapes around still it's in the '90s, that that, that Dad has, man, I I lost a
0: bunch of them. I, yeah. I think I saved one where Ray Young and Brian King got into it back in like 2000. But
1: Ray Young and Brian King, they were, you know, Brian. He didn't run late model long. He went back to modified, but he had him. He had a year or two there where he he was pretty, he was pretty stout, and Ray Young too with the old what, packaging product 57, wasn't yep. he? <laughs> the Hillbilly Gang. Yeah, he had a, he had some good years, um, but you know, it's just hard to beat that old Black 82. Yeah. When he was around.
0: <laughs> when when about does it kind of start to come to fruition for you to get in a car? Because your dad wasn't old by any means. He
1: ain't no, old now, but I no, mean, no, he wasn't.
0: When, and, uh, when did that start to kind of fester?
1: Well, you know, when um, when I started, you had to be sixteen. Like now, you got what twelve years old? Yeah, like, they're no, eleven. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to be sixteen. So when I was fifteen, we. My uncle was really good with uh, graphic designing. He made me a fake license, fake driver's license, <laughs> only for that. I didn't use it for nothing else. It wasn't buy no cigarettes or no, no beer. I, it was no, just I ain't for never that. mess with that stuff. <laughs> you can have that. But he made me, a, he made me a fake driver's license, and uh, it went through. I got NASCAR license and everything. Wow. Um, well, I take that back. We made we made a fake NASCAR license. Too. There. I go. <laughs> <laughs> sounded good, didn't it? So we made a fake NASCAR license too, and. Uh, we went over at Ace and started running limited. Uh won the first race out with it and, and when that was the year when they called sh- they call it Superstop and they shut it down because there was only like six cars maybe, I think. Yeah, I was actually lines. the points leader when they shut it down. We ran three or four races. So then we decided to go to Caraway. Went over there, ran I uh, won the first race over there. And then somebody got mad. I won't I won't say who, it's some people we know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they reported us. And next thing you know they got to research and said, hey, he's not sixteen, I want to see a birth certificate so then we were sidelined until my birthday in september which wasn't bad it was about three or four months so then i turned 16 we went back racing again went back to caraway and then ace eventually started blending the limited and late models together and the next thing they brought back the late models and then i went late model racing when i was like i want to say 17 or 18. it wasn't we it, we didn't run limited long because there wasn't that was kind of, the limited class wasn't near as good as it is now. Like, now you got just as many limited as late models in a lot of places. Um,
0: it, it seemed like also back then, and not that that was long ago, but it seemed like there was more of a, a, a difference between the classes.
1: Much whereas, more. Whereas to now, mm-hmm.
0: now it almost feels like it's just late model light. Whereas When you were running it, you I mean, you can talk about it, it, it was a, a little bit more difference.
1: It was more difference. It was a little less horsepower, and you had guys with, you know, that, with three or four year old cars, it was top notch. You know, Now in late model, that's that's old junk. And uh, in Limited, that's about old junk. Like, for example, I know uh, Dylan Harville very well, and he ran and won most of the races every last year in Limited. He, he had a brand new race car. And that's what it takes. Uh, I know, I'm sure Jamie York, I'm sure Jason's got him some really good stuff. Um, you know, and, and the guys that are running up front, they got new stuff in Limited and They're using the same technology, they got all the bumps, bumps, stops, stops figured out. They got uh, new, fresh motors, and they're trying different motor combinations. You know, you can run the old steelhead motor, a, a, a crate motor, and different things. And they're, you know, spending just as much effort and time as we are. Yeah, uh, it's not, and, and their times reflect on it. You know, their times are. Let's see. I can think back several nights last year, or year before the poll. We our poll was say our poll was a 1550. Their poll would be a, a 90 or a low 80. You know, they're only maybe three, four tenths off. And back when when we run limited, we'd run like 1630s and was fast. Yeah, you and, thought that was booking yeah, it to yeah, y'all. <laughs> yeah, And then late model could run some what 70s and 80s. So it's still, that's a couple tenths different. Um, but you know it's it's the way these cars are handling these days um, you can just drive them in the corner so much harder and carry so much more speed and that same technology goes right to the limiteds, too How old was that first car you ran was it three it or was four no years? It, no it wasn't very old it was Dad's car he bought it uh his his last year late Molly brand. it was a brand new Townsend car it was a two thousand and three Townsend car and I run an 05 so it was two years old. So it wasn't it wasn't old. It was a real good piece for limited. Gotcha.
0: So you're getting into limiteds. They've kind of you have kinda of had to go a little bit on the curvy road with the with, with the, the yeah with them combining the classes. Yeah. You gotta go to Caraway and then you come back.
1: Fake Is fake it? license. They kicked <laughs> me out. Juvenile delinquent. I was a delinquent. I had to go to juvie for six months for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you
0: did you feel like you got it real quick, or was that win nice? But you still did. You still have a lot to learn.
1: Oh, you still always got a lot to learn. You know, it's all you, you can. In racing, you got to be fast. You got to be consistent. But it's a lot of luck too. So sometimes it can fall your way, and you're not. You not, not necessarily the best, but you just falls your way. And sometimes you can be the best, and it just don't fall your way. What's that Rodney used to say? I used to. I'd rather be lucky, lucky than good any day. Yeah. Trust me, I used to hear him say that a lot. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, you always got a lot to learn. But, yeah, no, my my first win, I was I still didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I just could run a fast lap, you know. Yeah. And Windy, uh, yeah. it's always, it takes a while to learn how to pass. And anybody that's ever raced will tell you that. And then a, a dad looking on at their son will tell you that. You know, well, he can run a good line, but he can't pass. You know, you, you hear that a lot. And traffic's a tough part.
0: I mean, you could just go dump him
1: well, you could. <laughs> and a lot of guys do that. And a lot of guys do that, but I just didn't ever, like, do that. Well, I always worked on my stuff. Even when I, Dad always said, look, if you're going you're gonna to drive, you're going to work on it. And I didn't mind that. I liked to work on it. So I had that respect. You know, I've been in the shop all night for six days a week, and, and that took me a lot of time. And this guy, I don't know. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I'm not going to tear his stuff up where he's got to work day and in, and in, in, in night to, to, uh, to get it back together. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So that's where I always... I always thought. I mean, you can ask most guys. I think I was always pretty clean because I didn't want to tear up people's stuff. I didn't want to tear up my own stuff. I had to fix it too. Yeah, about to say. There's (laughs) there's always that catch twenty-two. Yeah, and it's expensive. Yes, race cars are expensive. You don't never want to cost yourself or your sponsors or your other guy money because that's no that's no fun.
0: I still remember, like you said, it got more expensive. I still remember in the '90s when some of those guys were running those uh, Oldsmobile bodies Mm -hmm. and they all those black plastic nose you can look back and say man <laughs> this thing's <are> ugly <laughs> yeah i mean they were they're ugly, ugly at goodness. the time it looked cool and with, man. they'd
1: have they'd be the most beat up. it looked like they took a ball ping hammer and beat them out look just horrible duct taped yeah. together goodness gracious not in your time
0: in your time things got a lot that, more expensive no, yeah well it got
1: more expensive <laughs> and, and I don't know. You just—it's like back then you'd have more of your good old boys. Like I'm, you know, I'm gonna work till five, six o'clock, and then I'm gonna get off to work here, and I'm gonna work on the car for a few hours. We're going to the track the race, you know. And then, you know, it's, in some ways, I wish times was simpler like that. Because <laughs> it takes a lot more time and effort now. Yeah. So you got all these full-time guys working on the cars. That's know? another thing I was gonna yeah. mention. Yeah. And that's—it's hard to, you know, you got to be like that to run with those guys. It's tough not to.
0: I thought about that watching uh, the car store race at Dillon this weekend. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, how many of those guys? Have you look at timers? you look at
1: the top ten, and I get, I don't like I, I I glanced at the rundown. I seen Justin Johnson won, what what Riggs was uh, second, and uh, who was third?
0: The eighty one, the Performance Center car. Yes, Butler. yes, yes.
1: Okay, he's running out of Performance Center shop. All right, Justin Johnson, that, that's the r and house car. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Riggs, you know, sure, they're not they not have all these guys working on it, but, I mean, Scott Riggs has been racing for how long? He knows what he's doing. And Lane, they're both out there working day in and day night on a race car. You know, yep. that, that's their job. You know what I mean? Basically. Yeah. When did you go late model racing? Was that 08 or 09? Late model? No, late model. Let's see. Uh, 2007, I think it was. That, that was, was th- my first that was that was my first win, in, in late mall, two thousand seven. Yep, that's, that's
0: right. That's the red seventeen. That was
1: the red seventeen. Yep, yep. And then uh, I went to eighty eight, and uh, probably the next year, two thousand eight or nine, I think. I can't, I can't remember. I had to look back. But uh, I just decided we had a. I, I think was I think what, what we had a good year, and I think we had just a not that great year the next year. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna change the image a little bit. I'm going to go black, and I'm going to change the number. Because <laughs> Dad was like, well, you ain't got to be that number. That's my number. You can run what you want. And I, I just
0: I remember him running that. I think the, the paint scheme of him, I always remember, was the Timberwolf 7. Timberwolf, 8. yeah, yeah.
1: You know, that the first year that car was uh, was all just green. It wasn't that great. But the second year, he put some blue on it. You remember that? Yeah, all, right blue. on the door. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like a, it started at the front blue. And it, yeah. that car looked pretty good for an old green race car. But uh, that was that was a good deal for him. They come along and helped him out for what, two or three years. You know, helped out with some money for sure. Um, got him a cool suit and all. Matter of fact, I wore that suit for my first few years. Oh, you <laughs> you did? remember I I, did not. <laughs> I remember your blonde highlights. I that's don't right. You fire can't fire forget suit. those. You can't forget <laughs> those now, boy. That's how I got we the all, chicks, man.
0: Well, we, yeah, we all thought we were cool with. We all thought we were cool with. Those, right. those blonde, that blonde hair was natural. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <After> <laughs> that's right. Bottle. That's right. But. You know, you're coming up right about that time. The environment the track was in, it seemed like it was a little bit chaotic. They were switching it was. managers. Yeah, all the
1: time switching managers, and, you know, they had issues here and there, and, yeah, that's exactly right.
0: Did you, did you ever think about maybe let's go find somewhere else?
1: Oh, yeah, plenty of times. And, you know, we, we'd run a few places here and there, but what always took stucks back to ACEs. Well, you're right here sitting here at the trailer lot. Ace is 15, 20 minutes down the road. I've always worked on Saturday, even when I worked back at the hardware store, at Phil Bryant's hardware store, always worked on Saturday. So it's a little tough to go run on Saturday if I'm working on Saturday. Yeah, so, cause you got to
0: be at the track at 8 o'clock in the morning.
1: Exactly. It's all day. So so Friday always has worked. And there's a plenty of times where we've been mad and don't want to go back with certain managers. We won't throw his name in there. <laughs> they want to run <laughs> you uh, off. But you always go back because it's – where else can you go? You have to rearrange your schedule, and you know if you're not working, you're not making money too. So that that don't work yeah. out too good. You're not a professional race car driver. Not a professional <laughs> race car driver. No matter how, how bad we wanted to, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you gotta you gotta you gotta work gotta make that money.
0: So take me back to 2010. Every you know, Brad came in as general manager. Mm -hmm. I started announcing. Mm -hmm. It's the track's not NASCAR anymore. It's ASA. That's right. You've switched over to the eighty-eight. You're kind of now you have. You've always been your own man, but now that now you are on the track to the eye. Tell me about just how you even got to the point of winning the championship. Because I mean, you you won races before, Mm -hmm. but what did it? How much more of a step was it for you to be consistent enough to be like a points racer?
1: Well, by by then we'd had a couple of years experience, learned, you know, the ups and downs, learned how to feel the car out, learned how to tell dad, you know, hey, the car is, you know, it's 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 loose getting in and we need to snug that up. Or the car, it turns good, but man, it's just you don't have any drive up off. So, you know, try to, me and him work together and figure that out. So we got that experience under our belt. You know, I got experience passing people, like we went home up passing. and that's, that's, that's hard to do. Um, and then we got into a, a, a real bad wreck, tore the car up bad, and we went and, and got a new car. We got a Marlowe chassis, Greg Marlowe. And that's what really, when Greg come on, Greg really brought that experience of, hey, this is what we need to do. Let's set the car up like this. And me and him got along really well. We worked together good. Greg's an awesome guy, and he just brought us to another level. When he, when he come in there and we got that car, man, we were fast and we were consistent. And, and, and that's the thing, consistency wins championships. And sure you gotta be fast, you gotta win races, but consistency wins them. And Greg really took us to that next level um, and was able to, to, to if, if we wasn't winning, we was in the top three, you know? Yeah. We were, were right there, every race. And that's what, that's what really set us, uh, uh, you know, set us on fire and won those championships.
0: I was about to say you got a lot of interview practice i did i did we had to work on that we had
1: to work on that we had to work <laughs> i had to work on, work on
0: questions to ask you and we, you had had, to we work just we time. learned
1: together didn't we i
0: just remember, <laughs> I just shoved the microphone like down your throat because you were so soft spoken i know at yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: well i tell you what helped me a lot too is working with the pu working at the harvest store working with public just talking to people learning how to talk to people and being just coming out and say what you want to say you know just that that helped a lot, but yeah, you're exactly right. At first, couldn't get much out of me, huh?
0: No. It, well, it's hard. It, it, it's hard. Everybody's staring at you, and you just ran seventy-five laps. You're probably a little tired. Oh yeah. You Got ten million things running through look, your mind. Looking for
1: something to drink. Trying to trying to get the sweat burn out of your eyes. That's right. Yeah,
0: and then here comes ugly over here. Oh, by go the way, out. Dustin Rumbling. <laughs> but, no.
1: But, always. you know, you always got to – you got to learn to – you got to be able to thank the people that, that make it possible for you. So you got to learn to be able to think about that when you're interviewing. Hey, you got to think this, this, and this. So that's, uh, that's important when you got guys spending a lot of money on you, you know.
0: Yeah. About that time in, in 2010 toward the back half of the year was when Barry came back. Yeah. You were already having to fend off Rodney Cook and yes. some of these others. Yes. When he came in, was it – what was that like for you? Because it's it's not a lot of people get to run with somebody they grew up watching, right? Like that. So did you did you yeah. go to school a little it, bit, or did you kind of stay away Barry, from him? Was no, that like? Barry
1: come back, and it was kind of like, whoa, okay, Barry's back. You think what's he going to do? Is he going to run a race or two? Is he going? Is he back? He wants to really run. What's he going to do? Is he is he still going to have it? You yeah, can he last? Can, yeah. he, can he? You know, he's the, the guy was what. High 50, 60? No, he, was 60.
0: he was 61, I think. Sure, he was morning. in he was in Earth.
1: tip-top shape, but still, that's, you know, that's double our age yeah. <laughs> right now, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: And you know so, about the physical toll it takes. I mean, yeah, you get out yeah, of that car and you'd be worn out.
1: Right, right. And, and I'm like, well, we'll find out. His, his first race, I, I remember his first race, I think me and Ronnie were battling like we always were that year, and we come around and laughed him. I was like, wow, we just, we just, <laughs> really, we just lapped very barely. And... Um, that was the first race. And I think he I think he got some bad tires or something. Anyways, the next race, oh he was there. He's like it's like he never skipped a beat. Here he is, old school Barry Barely back to when he shows up, old oh, boy.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh he kinda just took right off from there and it was it was pretty much between me, him and Rodney. The that that year reign, the remainder of that year, one of us was gonna win the race, pretty much. Um, and then in two thousand and eleven we we had a little bit of off year in 11 we just didn't quite the car just did not do what we wanted to do compared to to 10 and and barry that's kind of barry kind of was that that was he won a championship in 11 and he was kind of he was he was better than us pretty much all year um and then of course we went back 12 and 13 back to back we kind of got it figured back we were trying some different front end geometry stuff like spindle stuff in 11 and we thought it was better, and we and it ended up it wouldn't. We should have we should have got back on the other stuff quicker. And we just, you know, how it is. You live, you
0: learn. We made a mistake. It kind of, to me, it almost helps serve as a reminder. It does. That, it ke- it you know. keeps
1: you down to earth. It keeps you working hard. Um, keeps you working hard, and and uh, keeps you level headed. I guess you'd say that's right. I was thinking
0: that. It also leads into just how tough the competition was, and that you, you yes. probably weren't far off, but
1: you were no, far enough no, that's off right. that's where exactly you were like right. racking your brain like that's what exactly am I doing? Right. It doesn't take much, and you know your car's a little off, and you got to drive the fire out of it. When your car's good, it just makes it that much easier. When it, you know, gets <laughs> you like, man, this is easy when it's right. But it's in a hundred percent of the time the car's right about five percent of the time, and the other ninety-five, you just make it right. You just got to mm-hmm. drive the rest out of it. So, and um, mm. that's what a lot of, I think that's what some guys don't realize. You just, when that green flag drops, you got to make the car do what you want to do. It's don't always do it. So that's, I think that's what sets some guys apart. Like somebody's really good and somebody's decent. Is you can, if you can make that extra little bit, just make the car do it. Yeah. And I can think of a handful of guys that I know that can do that, you know, and there's not, there's not many. Um, but yeah, Barry and Barry ran. you know, we, it's the same thing back in 2012. In, in, in you know, if I wasn't winning, it was probably Barry going to win. He was right there behind me. I got videos. It's pretty cool. You go back and watch, <laughs> and, you know, me and him run nose to tail the whole race. And, you know, we're both just driving the fire and things to stay in front of one or the other. But, you know, that's a lot of fun. And Barry was always super clean to race with. He never, you never had to worry no, about him. No, he would not wreck you. And if he, he nudged you, it was just a little nudge, you know, rubbing race. And he would not take you out. He wouldn't do anything out of the harm. And I respected him. I would not do that to him. Um, there was, I can think back to one race. Um, I don't remember if it was 12 or 13. It was, a, it was a big end of the year race. It was like a $10,000 to win race. And me and Barry pretty much dominated the whole race. It was about a 150 lap race. And old Gary Calls, he showed back up. <laughs> and uh, uh, somebody blew up going into three and dead hard on the radio back it down back it down there's all on the track and i let off and i kind of swerved low and i watched barry go in there and his car did a complete this 180 and went back he backed into the wall hard i mean destroyed his rear clip and he had led like the whole race but right before that i had called him and i was nudging on him pretty good i had him sideways up off a of <laughs> two and four, several laps. I, I was going to get him. You know, I was just yeah. kind of, like you said, I was not going to knock the man out of the way. I had too much respect. But I, my car was really good, and I knew I was going to get him. And we had, I think it was about 12 or 15 laps to go. And I wish it would just stay green and let us just duke it out. But caution come out, Barry just, just tore the wall down because of that oil. We go back green. And my old car always would take a few laps. The Marlowe car, it was wicked fast, but it took two or three laps to get going. It would just... It would push the front end real bad on a restart and that was just enough for old crazy Gary Causey to, to just not run <laughs> through me getting in three I mean drive through me I did a complete 360 and he goes on and wins the race man I tell you I bet you were hot hot ain't the word <laughs> I mean and he his car was not bad he he just he just wasn't he just on a that's written this restart just drove through me all what it took is about another half a lap of the lap and I just left him you know but no couldn't do that.
0: Nah, you're in the vulnerable <laughs> spot. I
1: was in the spot, and Gary's always been like that. You you can take, you can talk to any guys that ever run with Gary. You know whether it's Robert or Speedy, I'm sure he's had plenty of run-ins with him. Todd, Massey too, I'm sure.
0: I'm sure your dad had a run-in or
1: two. With oh him. yeah, he's had plenty of <laughs> run-ins with him. Yeah, he's, just, you know, that's okay, and that's how he runs it. That's that's fine, but he just, he don't. I just, I don't think he, I just don't think he cares. He's just gonna win the race no matter what. Whatever.
0: Yeah. So you, like you said, you go back to back in 2012 and 2013. And 2013 is a pretty big year for you, I think. I think that's the year you got married. Yes, yeah. So right. now life really changes. That's
1: right, that's right.
0: What is, I'm always curious how it affects what you do in racing. Like I've, I've thought about, you know, before I got married, I wanted to go announce 150 races a year. If yeah. I wasn't gone every weekend doing it, and then you get married, and it, it you always changes have these things.
1: big things you think you want to do, and you get married. Like, well, I don't necessarily want to do that. I'm gonna step back and do this. How did it change um, you or your desires? Well, you know, you just have to. Sometimes you just got you got bigger priorities in life. You got to make sure that you are providing. You know, you gotta get work. Got to work hard. You got you know, you want to get a nice house and you want to pay for it and you want to have nice vehicles and and that stuff like that. You know, you do all that. Sometimes the racing takes the back burner. Because racing takes a ton of time. Any any guy that you talk to has been a, a, a like a full blooded racer and done it all himself tell you it takes a ton of time to win and run up front consistently. And sometimes you just don't have that time. And um, that's kind of in four, you know fourteen and fit like fifteen. I didn't race much at all. I think uh, we we did build a new car and I won first. I, we, we bought a Forest Reynolds a Reynolds racing chassis and I won the first race out race out with it and didn't race it but like or four times we went to South Austin one time run and run good with it and then that's when we decided to start this business here the, the trail a lot so you know me and dad sat down and talked and was like well you want to keep racing or do you want to have a future and in, into in where you'll have a business to run and you know should be set for life you know as long as everything goes right you know yeah. we can't we can't never predict the future and we don't control things something, um, something a little more important than racing. something a little more important you want know, I said well the smart thing to do probably is let's let's have a, a future and let's have a, a, a good opportunity to, uh, to to strive and make money, you know. So that's what we did. And it's paid off, it's done very well for us. And then, like I said, we, we sold the race car, but like, we'll just get out of it. Because in racing, if you're going to quit for a year or two, you might as well sell the, the stuff, because it's out of date when you want to come back. Yeah. especially now it's had a day you you would have been behind the pack yep you and you've been, been up front the... so
0: anything yeah. other than winning is probably right, like right exactly worthless you, to you
1: You go we right now me dad my crew we all expect when we go to the track we expect to win and if we don't we're like well we got to get to work we got to figure out why so that's the thing you can't just go halfway you got to be fully prepared so we decided we we did that, and then you know the opportunity to come along. Brad Kirth, he you know asked me to drive his stuff, and that's been awesome, you know, because I was able to come back. He had good stuff. Um, still didn't have a whole lot of times, but we got HC Sellers and Sellers, Sellers Racing to help us out on that. Um, f- finally, we hired some good help here. I got a guy helping me here at the trail lot. and Of course, Dad's here, and then my sister's normally here. She's out. She had a she had a baby got to get her back in here if she'll ever come back <laughs>
0: about to say yeah having having babies slows time down yeah too. it
1: does yeah it does but yeah i'm a uncle now and uh but yeah we got we got to get her back over here because uh so we can do some more racing
0: yeah <laughs> tell me about so so here's here's my timeline on it so i think they're about 14 or 15 you got out of it Mm-hmm. I left a Speedway. Yeah,
1: yeah, we got out about the same time. That's what well, that's what it was. I was like, you know, Tyler's yeah. leaving, and this is this is that my was the cool, whole reason. Man. I got man, to quit.
0: I never felt so important. <laughs> but it was funny. So somewhere in between there, I go to fill in at Charlotte for uh, some mm-hmm. shootout, mm-hmm. and I'm looking down on the sheet, and I forget what division you're running in. Semi pro. Semi pro. Yeah. And right. I see this 88 and running, I'm like, man, that is a familiar mm, name. Where did, who's
1: this clown? And,
0: and then your your wife. I think I think you won. Yeah. And I, I think there was weather or something. And your had, wife tagged it had, me on Facebook it and I was like, that
1: Dustin Rumbly? It had rained and the track was like starting to dry. Because yeah. I, I remember that night I found a line that kind of worked and just went with it. You
0: found the gray. I found well, <laughs> I found the
1: kind of starting to dry track and went with it. Um, but the Legend car they're a lot of fun to race. They yeah. are a blast. The only bad thing is you got to drive an hour and a half on a Tuesday night to go race. I'm sure That's that the tough, only yeah. thing. Because... Again, working, working always gets in the way. We just need to quit work. We just need to. We just need well, We just need to, Working's we were, overrated, right? If we were Jeff Bezos, yeah, right.
0: we could just, you know, do what he did and leave Amazon. Yeah, exactly.
1: But, but yeah, no, that Legend Cars was a lot of fun, and I kind of did that kind of to fill in because I, you know, once a racer is always a racer. So I missed it. I needed to do something to get my fix, and I was like, you know what? I us just buy a Legend car. It would be less Where I thought it would be less work. I worked on that just as much. <laughs> it seems like how long always got be, Yeah, it should be less work. Smaller car, less lot, work. A lot less expensive. Buy a set of tires. Run, you know, half. The whole, it's, it's a 10 race series, which you know. You probably, you were there for the, the, that one race. You probably learned a little bit about it. But it's was a 10 race series. It's Tuesday nights during the summer. Summertime normally slows down a little bit here at work, normally. Um, so I was like, you yeah, know, that worked out good. Less work. You buy... Two sets of tires for the whole entire series. That that'd be fun, and it was a lot of fun. But what always messed me up is all the all the other guys would go over and practice on Monday nights. Well, I'd never show up for practice because I didn't. I was busy. I didn't want to drive all the way over there an hour and a half, and all the way back, and I'd come right back the next day. So the way that works, you either there for Monday and you practice, or you're there Tuesday and it's show up drivers meeting. You go out for qualifying. You race so the car just is what it is, yeah. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. Those kids would be there, my, my cousin, he saw, He always he helped me do that, and he helps me with, with, the, with the race, the late model now. He would spot for me at Charlotte on the legend cars, he'd say, yeah, we're just gonna show up, we're gonna bust out a lap, don't worry about us. <laughs> and normally we did pretty good, we'd show up and qualify top three and be fine. They always inverted, so it didn't matter where you qualified. Yeah. You set the pole, and might you go? Might back, might go back to six or eight, <laughs> and you got twenty five laps to get through there. It's kind of like Bowman Gray racing, you know. Yeah, I was about to say that it's a lot it, like it Bowman Gray. You use the bumper over there, and sometimes you can get hung behind a car for five laps and just, I got I to gotta, I gotta get, get around this guy. How am I going to do it? And you just kind of give him the old uh, chrome horn, as they say in the modifiers, right?
0: I heard those things were more of
1: a handful. Cause, they are because
0: your late model had more tire, mm-hmm. and and you're probably used to. You can adjust more on that stuff with that Legend car. It looked like you were almost driving the school bus, and your yeah, tire was yeah. small.
1: The the Legend car, to be fast, you had to be on the edge out of control. So you're on the fine line there. You're almost spinning out, but you can't spin out because you're slow. But then if you're just driving comfortably, you're, you're slow. So it's very tough to get them set up just right and drive them just right on the ragged edge. That's why you see a lot of these kids that come out of them. They'll get in the late model or, or up higher, and they'll they'll fly. Because they're used to, they get in the late model, it's like, man, this drive's easy. What is this?
0: Compared to that. Yeah,
1: it know. does. It, I've driven both, and I promise you, a late model is a lot easier to drive than a Legend car. That's For sure. wild. For sure.
0: For sure. So well, fans, fans sitting in the stands just would not understand that. No, they wouldn't. Know?
1: Well, the Legend car, you don't have, like you said, you don't have much tire, and you got a lot of horsepower. You know, that 1,200, well, now it's a, it's a, a three-cylinder, fuel-injected, well, a water-cooled they have in them now. And they're, I think they're 160, 70 horsepower. They weigh 1,300 pounds with that little bitty tire. So wow. you don't, you have way more power than you have tire and car. So they're, all, they feel. I'm, I can honestly tell you, they feel just as fast, like yeah. when, you, like as the late model, except when you go to Martinsville. Martinsville the late model is pretty awesome.
0: I was about to say. Yeah. You, it, it always seemed like, unless I missed one. It always seemed like you just had rotten luck at Martinsville. You, you yeah. might have had a good run or two, but, but
1: I always feel like... I did. I always had yeah. some, a tire go down or a wreck. Yeah, no, that's right. You y'all, I always be fast. I qualified good. Now, two years ago, I, I had real good luck. Yeah. yeah. I had a real good qualified sixth and run up to third a lot of the race, and then we made a big adjustment 50 to go. Got a little crazy. Ended up night. Still ninth play. I can't complain. Not a scratch on the car. Yeah. So, yeah. Two years ago was definitely the best Martinsville. But I've raced Martinsville, I don't know, three or four times and I've caught qua- in two thousand ten I think it was I qualified like fifteenth. So I've I've always had some good runs there, but always something goes wrong. Let's see, one time had a flat tire and got it lapped down. One time I got in a wreck. Matter of fact, I got in a wreck with Rodney up there. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't neither one of our fault, we just it happened that way. Um and then one time my MSD box quit. Just you know, just ran- oh. random stuff it was matter of fact we were running good running about 12th at the back then it was like half and half you go to 100 and have a break at 100 it was like lap 99 the car i remember crossing the start finish line it just started it just sputtered a time or two and quit and we looked and looked and looked and then we got home and, and looked in the shop and smelt the box and it was burnt changed the box the car fired right up nice. i mean didn't even skip a beat so just yeah rotten luck
0: during that four-year run at Ace when you won the, the three championships in the four years, did any kind of opportunity come about to go do something else, something higher? Anyone saying, hey, if you can bring this, maybe we can go run something higher? Did, did that ever come about for you, or was it kind of like, no?
1: Not really, not really. Because
0: um... you, you wouldn't have had the checker, right? I mean – no, that's what I'm saying. Those got, guys it takes a lot of money. <laughs> we never
1: really pursued none of that because I think it's pretty simple. If you got enough money, you can get whatever you want right now. Especially right, I mean, it's you know you got to have the funds, and I think you can go up to some of these teams and you can say, hey, I want to run this this next year, and I got the X amount of money. Is that enough? And I think you can about buy your rides these days. Oh yeah. Um, I think anybody will tell you that. Especially if you got a big sponsor, go by like like if you you go up to somebody and say, "Hey, I got uh, you know uh, Pepsi Cola here. They're gonna give me ten million dollars. What can we do?" I think you can get what you want. Yeah,
0: it's
1: not like it. It's not like it used to be. No, sure. it's not. It's not raw town anymore. I can. I know a lot of guys right now in the late model that could that will outdrive out of the out of the forty two guys on Sunday. Their their race. I can think of five guys, ten guys that'll outdrive all but about two or three of those guys yeah. right now. I'm, I feel confident on that. But yeah. if you got the money, you can get up there. Yeah.
0: Who was someone? And I'll get you out of here on this. Who was kind of in in that in that period of time, two thousand nine, two thousand thirteen, another fourteen or so. Who was someone that like just kind of like gave you a fit, or maybe someone who you just you like to beat them because you were just like, yeah, I did I did something right there. Like, who was someone that challenged you like the most? Um, because you did a little jump around. I know you you went to South Boston, did Denny Hamlin race. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We got invited to that. Um, um really, you know, just week in and week out, you wanted to, to. A lot of them years, you wanted to outrun Rodney because me and him, we butted heads. I wanted to outrun him, of course. And then, of course, you want to outrun Barry Begley because Barry Begley is Barry Begley. You, you want to outrun him. Um, and, um, you know, Robert was still there some back when I first started. You know, obviously, you look at Robert's resume, you won a bunch over there, won championships, you wanted to outrun him. Um, Speedy fossil was one of them because he ran with Dead a lot. You know, he got to where he was, like I said, he won some championships and was very consistent, so you wanted to outrun him. Just all those guys that I grew up watching, you know, I wanted to out, wanted to outrun them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure on that. But if I think maybe different places, like it, like it, like you say, you want to go run maybe like South Boston, you always want to go outrun like the guys that always run good there. We didn't get to run there much because um, didn't have the, well, we didn't have enough, a lot like, before we got hooked up with Greg, we didn't have enough knowledge really because that track takes a totally different setup. So we didn't have enough knowledge to know what we needed to do to, to, to run up front over there. We kind of just figured it out with, you know, enough experience with Dad racing for Ace. And then, like I said, when Greg come along, we kind of figured out the experience for the setup there. But we really didn't ever have, have the resources to go run other places, really, honestly. Yeah. You know, that stuff. Um, these days now, you can just go, you can buy those resources. Yeah, you can buy the setup. <laughs> you can buy the setup now. That's what it's all about. It's all about who's, who's got the money. That's right. All right.
0: Now the real last question. You won four championships.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your dad ran for a while. Mm-hmm. Had some success. That's right. I think. Do you ever dangle the carrot over his head like, well, you know, four-time champion eats first at Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. in the family line? Or, or, or did it take him –
1: you no, going through I, that
0: time to be able to transfer that knowledge to your race. No, that
1: that's a lot of it. He he started out. He didn't have his dad help him out and fund him, and he didn't start that out. So I felt like if, if he would have had that opportunity that he gave me, he could he could have done just as well. See, all that was because of him. He. He he started, he learned, he went through the bad times, like, you know, his first year in Late he was he was he was bad because he didn't know he didn't have the resources. Not that he couldn't drive, that was not a problem. He just didn't have the resources that those guys did. Um, so he learned all he, he he pretty much learned the hard stuff for me. So then by the time he come by the time I come along he's got the setup stuff figured out, know what we need to win. So then he puts me in the car, well I can turn a fast lap. And then he, you know, grooms me and gets me to where I don't, you know, run over people and learn how to pass. So then that's that, just that's much further along. So no, I give him ninety-nine point nine percent of the credit for a lot of my success, for sure, for you know, learning all that, going through the hard knocks, figuring it out, and then of course all the funding. over the years, I'd hate to see over the years what he's spent on racing. It would probably scare me and you. We might could retire, and I'm just kidding. I'm so <laughs> But no, I I give him all the credit because he spent a bunch of bunch of money over the years, and he he learned, and all all the effort he put forth. And see, he was out there in the shop working just as hard as anybody. Like he put all the effort into it. He didn't have that nobody for him. He didn't. His dad didn't do that. You know, he had a couple of aunts, like we got some good guys like Kevin. Uh, he's always helped me too. He started out helping Dad. See, Dad didn't have a lot of help on no ends. Yeah. You know. Helping set up, wise money wise, nothing. He did it himself. He he just figured it out. Yeah. So yeah, I give him a lot of credit. So no, I don't dangle it over him because <laughs> that four time is, is because of him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't do that to him. Maybe it's a joke one here and there, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm,
0: I might do it to him next time I see him. Be like, ah, oh, sorry, let me talk to four time first. I'll yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I feel like if you would have started him out, or just you know, I feel like you started him out young. And gave him all the, the resources I had, I think he could have done just as well, yes. Right. I think there's some other guys out there that could have done just as well. You know, it's you got to have the right equipment. You're only as good as your equipment. And they'll tell you that in racing or in, in life, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> any, kind of, any kind of trade you're in, you got to have the right equipment. You know, if they're like, hey, Tyler, let's go over here and let's knock these trees down. I'm going to give you this right. axe. Yeah, you want the right. axe or do you want a chainsaw or a loader, you know, to knock it down? Well, so. somebody
0: knows what they're doing. They're doing yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. So you you got to have the right tools, and I give him the credit for that.
0: Well, I appreciate it, brother. And uh, Yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate it's you. It's cool to see us all grown up now. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. Before too long, we'll be all gray, won't oh, we?
0: Well, you're still pretty. I'm, I'm, getting, uh, I'm getting gray hair in my beard.
1: Well, you can always, uh, what's that they got, just for men?
0: Oh, no, no. Just
1: thing. Touch of of gray, man. Touch gray.
0: <laughs> I heard it burns.
1: Oh, also, um, oh, you've asked about it. I, I did oh. ask
0: the lady at the at the CVS. Oh boy. Yeah, you know, and I, figure figured she probably would have rather had that question than question about preparation. <laughs> exactly.
1: I can tell her I got some burning. I need some help. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: no, I appreciate it as always, brother.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Half Price Concessions Podcast. We thank you for listening. We thank our partners, North Carolina 811, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, Accelerated Graphics, and Montgomery Performance Consulting for their support in 2021. And we urge you, if you can, if you have the ability, please give these folks the opportunity to earn your business no matter what you're in. If you need graphics done please call Accelerated Graphics. If your race car is in need of speed, please get a hold of Keith Montgomery and Montgomery Performance Consulting. If you're in the need of a new chassis or a new clip or any kind of needs as far as a late model stock is concerned, please call Performance Center Racing Warehouse. And if you're gonna do any kind of digging on your personal property or your commercial property, make sure you dial 811 before you dig or visit nc811.org for more information. On behalf of the Half Price Concessions podcast, my name is Tyler Williams saying that I hope you have a good rest of your day and I hope that you have a blessed one.